Welcome to That's Marketing Baby, the weekly show where two marketing besties talk all things marketing in the world of B2B and B2C. I'm your co-host, Susan Winograd, and I've spent over 20 years in marketing focusing on paid media and email marketing. And I'm Jess Cook, copywriter and creative director turned content marketer. Every week, we'll tackle a topic that's on our minds and hopefully yours too. Ready? Let's go. That's Marketing Baby is brought to you by Aircule. Aircule is an agency that helps small content teams get control of their SEO, analytics, and content strategy. Susan and I have both worked with the Aircule team. They're amazing. They're super smart. And their free app, Atimo, tells you what content is performing, what isn't, and what to work on next. My favorite feature are knowing what pages are my wallflowers. These are pages with good engagement that aren't getting much traffic. Then I can figure out what to do next. Check it out at otimo.cool. That's O-T-T-I-M-O dot C-O-O-L. And now on to the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of That's Marketing Baby. I'm really, really glad you're here. It's just me today. It's Jess Cook. And I wanted to talk about something that feels like a very, very big and important project to any marketer, and that is the homepage of your website. So imagine for a moment you've just been handed down the decree that you are going to be working on your company's homepage. It needs some sort of refresh or you're doing a rebrand or you're completely redesigning the site and this is the place you're going to start. And I imagine, because I've been there before, how you feel is at first super excited. The homepage is highly visible, very important piece of content for your company. It's usually the first place anyone goes to find out who you are and what you do. And the second thing you probably feel is a little bit of panic or fear because it's a very high visibility project. It's also very high stakes. If you get it wrong, if it's not on brand, if it's not exciting, if it doesn't speak to your reader the way that you need it to, it's possible that you are you know, going to drop that conversion rate, need to go back in and make changes. And so, you know, again, the stakes are high. It does make one nervous to know that you are taking the lead or in charge of overseeing a homepage redesign. So I want to talk a little bit today about how to make that not so scary and just some tips I've learned along the way, some things that I think will help give you a framework to work on your homepage and just make it a little bit clearer what needs to be done. Sometimes a big project like that can feel kind of floaty or there's a ton of cooks in the kitchen in terms of like you have 17 people you have to get it approved by and things like that. So let's try to take some of that out of it. Let's try to take some of the subjectivity out of it. Let's try and take a little bit of the nervousness out of it. Let's have a framework for how we can put together a great homepage that makes it a little bit easier on us as marketers to get it live and be really proud of it. So first thing you need to do when you are looking at revamping anything on your homepage is talk to your customers. You probably could have guessed I was going to say that. And you probably should have been talking to your customers at this point. A word of caution, coming into a new role and jumping right into a homepage redesign, probably not a great idea. You don't know enough yet at this new company or in this new role to be able to jump in and make any meaningful changes to something that important. So give it some time. First, talk to your customers. Understand how they talk about their problems. Understand the language they use. What are their biggest frustrations? What are some of the kind of 
annoying things that happen in their role that they would rather do without. Really getting into their minds when they're performing their job is super important in knowing exactly what to write and how to write it on your homepage. So first thing first, as always, go to your customers. They have the answers. As they say, good copy is not written, it is found. So first, go find that great copy. Second, before you dive into any sort of design, any sort of look and feel, any sort of copywriting, you're going to want to wireframe your homepage. So to do this, my kind of favorite little procedure is to open up a Google Drawing, kind of a lesser known tool in the Google arsenal, but very effective has all the things I need and nothing I don't. I know everyone kind of has their preference. I'm a Google drawing girl. It's just really, really simple and doesn't really give you anything to distract you with in terms of really shiny tools to make things look pretty. What you're going to want to do is jump in there and just get the hierarchy of your page figured out. And I'm going to tell you right now, you don't need very much on a homepage. There are, I, in my mind, maybe four to five must-have sections, and I'm going to outline those for you right now. So the first one would be your hero. This is where your H1 lives. This is potentially where some sort of main visual lives, whether that is a screenshot of your product or some sort of abstraction or some sort of kind of metaphorical image for your product, the end state, whatever that may be and probably one to two calls to action. And we'll talk about calls to action in a bit too, because there's some hotly debated ideas on calls to action. So your hero is the first must-have section. Second would be some social proof. I think taking a cue from Amazon, the thing that tells you or makes you feel confident about buying the thing is the fact that others have bought it themselves, lots of others, and they have voiced their like or dislike of that thing. And so you want to feel that way when you buy software or, you know, any sort of B2B service, right? So you're going to want to make sure that you have some logos, well-known customers, if you can do that, maybe some testimonials, maybe even some statistics on how you've helped those customers improve processes or do things faster, save money, right? So maybe even a couple short kind of short, what would we want to call those? Mini case studies, if you will, just kind of an idea of how you have helped those companies. So social proof must have section number two. Must have section number three, who it's Four, do not leave this up to your reader. Do not leave this up to a buyer to come to your site and wonder, is this for me? Is this for someone else? Is this for my boss? Is this for a company that's kind of like mine, but not really? Say right on the homepage, brand name is 4X. You're going to want to put that out there. And what this will do is it will it will resonate with the people who you are absolutely for and it will weed out the people who you are not for. And I think that might even be more important because what you don't want is garbage leads. Someone taking up the time of your sales team who isn't quite a good fit and could not understand that from your messaging. So you're going to want to get that right. You're going to want to be very explicit about that. Must have section number three is who it's for. And must have section number four is how it works. How it works, you're just going to want to try to explain that in about three steps. 
And that might not be applicable to your brand. I know for Lasso, that's probably not applicable for us. We're kind of a big multi-product brand and there aren't really steps involved so much as multiple products, right? So maybe for A, if you will, (laughs) section 4A might be kind of a features and benefits. Like how does it work, but maybe not in steps? What about is most resonant for your buyer that makes it work for that person? So those are kind of the four and a half sections, if you will, of homepage must-have sections. Let's talk about calls to action for a second. Calls to action on your homepage. Historically, traditionally, most people think you have to have one call to action. And usually that call to action leads you directly to your conversion, whatever that might be. So if that's a demo, if that's a free trial. However, I have found and I have tested this and you should test this too. That if you have one very heavy lift call to action, say book a demo, and one lighter lift call to action, say download the latest report or see it for yourself, and maybe that's like a video demo, right? Something lighter weight where they don't have to commit to giving you their email address actually drives the conversion rate of that heavy lift call to action up higher. Because typically what will happen is they will click on that lighter lift. They will experience that lighter lift. They'll download that report. They will see that calculator. They will read that thing that you wanted them to read. They will view the video demo. And then they will be that much more likely if they're a good fit and they think it will work for them to actually hit that heavy lift conversion demo button, uh, conversion button, right? It doesn't always have to be a demo. So that is something that I've played around with. Definitely something to take a look at on your homepage for sure. Okay. So you have now wired all of these things out, maybe in a Google drawing, maybe in Figma, maybe in Moreau, wherever you like to do that kind of stuff. But now you have a structure before you've even gotten into design, maybe before you've even gotten into real copywriting that you can pass around to your team that you can make sure people are aligned with. So as we're kind of getting a little bit closer to being live, We are just doing that little bit more where we're not going too far because we don't want to have to go back and redo work, but we're getting just far enough where we can get the go ahead to move to the next step. So that's where we're at now. Our wireframe is done. Third, now you've got this wireframe. It has been reviewed by all of the powers that be. Everybody is in love with it. All of the revisions have been made. You're ready to start writing. And I just have three tips for you here. One is you need to clearly articulate what you do in your H1. That H1 is the 0.3 seconds that you get, maybe even less than that, for someone to decide if they're going to continue to learn more about you. So don't try to be clever there. Don't try to use a bunch of marketing buzzwords that everyone you know, will feel mutually dissatisfied with. Clearly tell someone what it is you do, what you help them with, how you make their life easier in that headline. Super, super important. Second tip, use your customer's own words. Go back to those interviews. Go back to the chats that you had with them. How do they actually phrase things Pull those right out. And if you can, if it makes sense, use it as close to verbatim as you can on your homepage. 
if they explain, they describe your product or your tool in a certain way, describe it that way on your homepage. Again, this is what I mean by the best copy is not written, it's found. You hear it and you realize that's really powerful. I'm going to use that. And you're just using your customer's words back to them, right? And so someone else in their shoes is going to realize that hey, these people know me. They know my this group of people that I'm in, this role that I'm in, and they understand me. And so they get that feeling, they get closer to that feeling of trust and like this tool, this product is for me. And third, I would say, don't overthink it. It's very easy to overthink your homepage. It's because it's so high visibility. It's because it's so high stakes, right? It is the first impression usually for most people coming into the brand. And so we get a little bit tied up or precious or worried about, oh man, is this, you know, is this the right thing? Or is it this word or that word, right? I think the kind of the thing that can give you peace of mind here is it's not set in stone. You can always go back and change things. But two, I think you overthinking it often leads to complicated language. And again, you want to be clear over clever. You don't want to give anyone a reason to not continue reading. And typically that's where overthinking comes in. If you're going to overthink it, you're going to make things complex. Nobody likes complex language or writing. So don't overthink it. Keep it clear. Keep it simple. Keep it concise. Sometimes on that homepage, the shorter, the better. Get people intrigued to go deeper. You don't need to tell the entire story on your homepage. So that's what I have for you today. Homepage, super important. The next time you get handed this project, or hey, even if someone says, let's try to just test some new you know, H1s, H2s, calls to action on the homepage, I hope you're you know, feeling a little bit more prepared to do that. I also want to tell you really quickly something I think you might get a ton of value from. So I actually just created a course on this topic called Homepages for Humans. And it walked you through step-by-step the process of creating a killer homepage that speaks directly to your audience, sparks aha moments, and drives conversions. All the things we want, right? There's a 20-minute warm-up exercise. There's 30 different headline templates. Like you're going to have so many headlines, you're going to be mad that you can't use them all. And there's also a customizable story-driven homepage blueprint wireframe into which you can paste all of your best headlines. And I give you tips there for writing supporting copy. There's videos. I show you how to do the whole thing. Homepages for humans. I'll drop a link to it in the show notes so you can grab your copy. Thanks again for listening today. We really, really appreciate you all. You have no idea how amazing it is to hear, you know, hey, that's Marketing Baby is my go-to podcast. It's been incredible to see you all support us on LinkedIn and in Twitter and and tell your friends about us. Thank you. Thank you. We have so much fun creating this show and we really hope it comes through and we'll be back for another That's Marketing Baby. We'll see you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of That's Marketing Baby. Like what you heard? Please give us some love with a review. And don't forget to hop into our community list at thatsmarketingbaby.com to get more helpful tips, resources, and thoughts from us. See you next week.